enjoy this short from Sarah, Aaron, Rachel, and Bree in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Are we ready to talk about what we're going to read next? Yes. yes. This is always the hardest part. Mm. I remember like the day before we're going to record. <laughs> oh, shoot. I have to line up another book for everybody. Mm. And then this becomes this creative challenge that keeps me up half the night. And here we are. <laughs> Dang. But I looked at the date. Our next book club is going to run in early December, right at the end of the year. It'll be great book reading weather, I suspect. I hope so. Uh, before all the craziness of the holidays completely takes over. So I hope that you all will be able to join us. But we need to pick a book. And since it is the end of the year, I don't know about you, but I always have this huge stack of things on my nightstand that have like bookmarks anywhere from like a quarter to halfway to three quarters of the way in. And I need to clear through this stack. And so I'm wondering if you all would keep me company on one or more of these books. We'll call it our end of the year clearinghouse. Clearinghouse. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes. I love it. And I would also invite you, my fellow ladies, if there are any books that you are in the middle of right now and would like to finish by the end of the year, we can definitely add them to the pile and see what we all want to read together. So I'll go first. But at the end, if you have a book you'd like to add to this list, we can do that. The first one that I am the closest to finishing right now is David McCulloch's 1776. What? This Pulitzer Prize winning book tells the intensely human story of those who marched with General George Washington in the year of the Declaration of Independence when the whole American cause was riding on their success without which all hope for independence would have been dashed. So this is straight up if you enjoy hardcover history books, this is a hardcover history book. I love the <laughs> suggestion for us right now. <laughs> okay. Huh. Bria's, okay. Bria's face says this one's a no-go. All right. I'll put it on the maybe pile. You have it for us, <laughs> eh? maybe pile. Speak for yourself. Wait, I also say it's a no-go. Oh, okay. It's, All right, no-go. Okay. <laughs> maybe pile. <laughs> no. <laughs> That sounds really long. How long is it? It's not. Like, the last hundred pages is all notes, you guys. I'm the last hundred. I love it. I love it so much. Oh. But it's, the pages have, have, have deckled edges. That's how you know it's, <laughs> like, sold. a good book, right? I am sold. I'm going to buy that book and read it with you, Rachel. Okay, here's another one with fancy pages. And it's got French flaps. What? I'm, I'm in. Know, French flaps are nearly as, they're the, when you have a paperback with like flaps, they're nearly ex oh. as expensive as a hardcover to wow. produce. Just get so you know they're fancy. Spring for Book that. nerd. I, I know, it. right? Spring uh -huh. Okay, this one is, and I'm only a little ways into this one. My aunts and uncles all keep telling me it's a wonderful book and that I should finish it. So I will. Another Pulitzer Prize winner. This one is Pilgrim at Tinker Creek by Annie Dillard. Um, one sounds more her personal narrative highlights one year's exploration on foot in the Virginia region through which Tinker Creek runs. In the summer, Dillard stalks muskrats in the creek and contemplates wave mechanics. In the fall, she watches a monarch butterfly migration and dreams of Arctic caribou. <laughs> she tries to con a coot. She collects pond water and examines it under a microscope. She unties a snakeskin, witnesses a flood, and plays King of the Meadow with a field of grasshoppers. 
The result is an exhilarating tale of nature and its seasons. Apparently, it's not completely exhilarating because Mm -hmm. it's been on my nightstand for a while and I haven't finished it yet. But it is very beautiful. It's a thick book, one of the rich ones. That you just I sort do of love that in the okay. last minute you use the terms tinker, coot, and muskrat. <laughs> and for that alone, that has my vote. Okay, great. Here, well, this is, this one's also on the maybe pile. Okay. Wait, what do you mean also? That should be the only one in the maybe pile. They're all going to end up in the oh, maybe pile. All going to be in the maybe pile. Okay, okay, keep going. I love this. Show. Okay, okay, this is amazing. This is um. The next one, and this one I feel is a very strong contender. I don't read a whole edges though. (laughs) That is it. Does not. Okay, it deserves it. I'm sure that there's a later version that has the deckled edges because uh, this one is a Pulitzer Prize winner. What is it with me and Pulitzer Prize winners and not finishing them? I don't know. Uh Um, But it's a sticker. It wasn't printed on, which means that this was printed before it won the prize, and they just put them on in the warehouse. Mm Um, the tricks of the so this knows all of them. I don't, I don't read a whole lot of fiction, but this one I was reading and enjoying. This one is Gilead, a novel by Marilyn Robinson, winner of the Pulitzer Prize. I have heard uh, things about this one. I've heard very good things about it, and so far it's good. It's another one that's a little bit thick, not long, thick. You know, the I've never heard it. Mm-hmm. So what's it yeah, about? I haven't either. Marilyn Robinson returns with a story about fathers and sons and the spiritual battles that still rage in America's heart. In the luminous and unforgettable voice of Congregationalist Minister John Ames, Gilead reveals the human condition and manages to convey the miracle of existence itself. That is terrible back cover copy. Mm. (laughs) I'll just say it. Um, Don't judge a book by its back cover. Copy. Well, do, unless it's badly written. (laughs) But what this really is about, it is a memoir of a pastor in Kansas who is an old guy who married late in life and has a young son, and he's been diagnosed with like a terminal heart condition, and he's basically writing his life story to his young son. He probably will not get to live to see his his son grow to be a man. So he's looking back on his life as a small-town country preacher and all the ins and outs of that. So there's a lot of, of deep reflection and it's a beautiful, it's she Robinson develops a beautiful voice for this guy. It's been a lovely luminous read so far. Mm-hmm. Just haven't finished it yet. So I can't tell you how it ends. I don't, I don't normally read books with a uh, male protagonist. So I, that would be an interesting read. The interesting thing is that we often read books by men with a female protagonist, mm-hmm. but oh. this one oh, how and the next one I'm going to put forward are written by females with a male protagonist. Interesting. Love it. So, That's hmm. a solid maybe contender. Definitely. Yes. Okay. okay. Our second. Um, since we're talking about novels written by women about men, this one, <laughs> full confession, I haven't started it yet, but I have been so longing to start it. So it's almost as if I've already started it, ah. but I haven't yet. It's the this pre-reading one, s- section of life. <laughs> the pre-reading. <laughs> this one is... George Eliot by Silas. No, Silas Marner by George Eliot, not the other way around. Yes. And it's got a little slip inside. Dear Rachel, this is one of my favorite reads. I hope you enjoy it. Christ Keep You from Katie Shureman. Oh! (laughs) So, that in itself should make this a strong contender. Um, But I'll tell you about it. 
If you ever saw the 90s movie A Simple Twist of Fate with, um, what's his name? Steve Martin. Hmm. That, was, that was based very closely on the plot of this novel. I only know Silas Marner because of Wishbone. There was definitely a Silas Marner oh, episode yes. on Wishbone. Oh, I hated Wishbone. Have I we talked about Wishbone. that before? Wishbone. <laughs> really hated Wishbone. Huh. I don't she think I've ever. It. I loved it. I really hated Wishbone. <laughs> Dang. Okay. You hated the grandmother. Let me have Wishbone. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. I hated Wishbone because they always put him in romantic relationships with human actresses, and it creeped me out. See, I was a very small child, and I don't think I even realized that. Hmm. Ew. <laughs> Here's what the back cover Moving says on. about Silas Marner. Wrongly accused of theft. And exiled from a religious community many years before, the embittered weaver Sarlis Marner lives alone in Ravelo, existing only for work and his precious hoard of money. But when the money is stolen and an orphaned child finds her way into his house, Silas is given the chance to transform his life. Hmm. So. Okay. It's like the interesting. It basically, I want to read this book because I've heard about it all my life. And Katie Sherman mm. told me I should read it. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Yeah. So that one's that seems another like an obvious one. contender. Top of the maybe yeah. pile. Obvious. You know, what? I'm going to skip this one. It's way too long. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I won't skip it. It's 500 pages long, so not a serious contender. And the font is small. This would be Sir Walter Scott's Ivanhoe. Oh. This is a, oh. this is a reread for me, which I read when I was a teenager, and I want to see if I still enjoy it hmm. as an adult. So far, okay. I am three chapters I in. I to go oh back goodness. to the recording of this hmm. and like listen to that like gut reaction from the three. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, if you have the time for 500 pages of small print no. and the patience for early romantic era no. prose, no. romantic not as in like love and romance, but romantic as in like, isn't that mountain sublime? Mm. Highfalutin um, is what mm. I would call that. <laughs> you know, I'm it's a little bit torn though, because while I often have a lot of reluctance for some of the like Greek classics, I've also often found that there's a reason why they maintain their status as a great, great classic. And if I press through initially, it turns out I really enjoy it. Like A Tale of Two Cities. Mm. Love mm. that. Once Ooh. I got into it. Mm. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, I think I give up before I get to that part. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with Ivanhoe, this was a, written in the early 1900s. No, 1800s, early 1800s, 19th century, mm. by Sir Walter Scott, who also wrote the famed Waverly novels. And he pretty much single-handedly got Victorian England obsessed with the medieval era yeah. again. Because he said all he said his novels there and made it look really idyllic. And so all those Victorian pictures of like ladies and towers and knights mm. and everything and uh, all of that 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 traces back to this and it really is it's a fun read there's some really interesting issues but again i'm going to put it with 1776 on the no pile <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks i might have to read because that, it's just it's kind of long and then the last one this one's nonfiction. it's uh spirituality well not really it's it's Bonhoeffer. Oh. The Costs of Discipleship by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Hmm. One of the most important theologians of the 20th century illuminates the relationship between ourselves and the teachings of Jesus. This is a book that I am finding very interesting 
challenging, enlightening. Whether or not it would strictly pass LCMS doctrinal review. (laughs) I do not know, but I do know that Ken was supposed to read it in one of his seminary classes. So there's that. Have any of our books, would any of them been able to pass LCMS doctrinal review? Like... Uh, quality of the cross definitely that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> any of the other ones bright valley of love probably yeah, yeah. although it wasn't yeah. published maybe i don't know if cts fw stuff goes through LCMS. anyway um but this is it's a very challenging in a good way read that mm-hmm. will make you think about some questions that maybe you didn't think you needed to answer but you totally do and I'm getting a lot out of it. And for anyone who's interested in Bonhoeffer, highly recommend hmm. checking it out. Obviously, make up your own mind and read with your Lutheran filters on. But he was a Lutheran pastor, so mm-hmm. there's that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that is book number four on the maybe pile. I presume we can put Bonhoeffer on a maybe pile? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We got four. Anyone have anything else to toss on the pile here before we make our final decision? I don't read unless I'm asked to. <laughs> Well, then we'll definitely ask you to. Book club has been really good for you. Yeah, it has. <laughs> I've, read more, I've read more books in the last three years than I've read in like <laughs> the years from 2004 to 2000. That's not 2010 to 2000, whenever this mm. started. It is mm-hmm. nice to have the incentive. Sometimes I Well, that's exactly what this is all about. Giving me the incentive to finish one of these books before the end of the year. How do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I just ask a question? Because I feel like uh-huh. that's really weird. Like, how can you start a book yeah. and stop and then pick up something else? Yeah. Like, what is your secret? That's true. <laughs> well, it just sort of happens. I bite off more than I can chew. Got it. In many aspects of my life, <laughs> but including this one. I haven't even mentioned the book that I'm reading most regularly these days, which is Paradise Lost. Ooh. That one I assumed would not be that a Milton? good Milton. Mm-hmm. Milton. Yeah, mm. it's so good, you guys. But no, I don't know. I just um, I um, have yeah. problems with commitments that's a, that's to a books. Reader style, like I, yeah. I mm-hmm. am not that style. I read, yeah. I read a lot, but I read one book at a time. Yeah, the exception I do. I read one book on my Kindle, and that's so much slower because I basically read it at breakfast. <laughs> And then most of the rest of the reading I do is via audiobooks, yeah. but I do one at a time and I do. Mm. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, it's, it's, yeah, that's just a reader style. I Those respect many it. people have. The I just think it's weird. <laughs> Rachel has of having lots of books going at once. Yeah. I think um, I would get confused. So. And then I'd forget what I'm reading and then I'd have to go back and well, start over again mm. and I'd get really sad. If you if you hadn't noticed, these books are wildly eclectic. That like that's true. how you yeah. do it. Like I yeah. wouldn't read two of the same kind of books true, you at won't, the same time. You won't be able to confuse them. Like I've yeah. got one theology book, one novel, one autobiography, one history, one epic poem. You know, it's like I, I keep them categorized, I guess. Yeah. And when so I'm in the mood for fill in the blank genre, I pick up this. George Washington falls from heaven and like <laughs> catches a coot and like writes a memoir to his son who's not gonna he's gonna die before he lives to the age eighteen or whatever. Like, is that what your dreams are like? You know, <laughs> sort of like break together in like this hmm. freakish like tapestry of literary intake i wish no my dreams are much more mundane than that (laughs) history of literary intake (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Um, any okay. other books to add yeah, before I'm we toss in? I don't think we'll do them, but I'm still good. Like, since you wanted books that we could consider, I'm going to throw yes. them out there. So a book that I've not yet read and I've been wanting to read is that hideous strength. <gasps> oh my goodness. I love that. I read it like every couple of years is space trilogy. And I haven't gotten mm-hmm. yet. I have enjoyed the first two. But that one I haven't gotten to yet. We've already done yes list. Anyway, do we need to have read the first two books to get it? I don't know. Not necessarily. I don't know. I read I reread that hideous strength way more often. Oh, okay. Like you might get a little bit more out of it if you recognize the character from previous, but based on the first two, no, you don't have to I won't have done get, them. There won't be a whole lot of nuance that I, I have to catch on to. No. I have no very good things about that book. So that's oh, that's one. Okay. And then this one would not count as one that I have not finished because, again, that's not my style of reading. But one that I have, I did finish but really enjoyed. Yeah, I don't think it's really right for book club. But anyway, I'm going to toss it out there for those who like to hear book suggestions. And that's A Gentleman in Moscow. Oh. So it's a novel. Ooh. It was delightful. So it was, I really, really enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. I don't, I don't feel like it's actually right for book club, but maybe that hideous strength. So that's going to be my addition to this. Oh boy. Consideration. It's like waving a piece of pie in front of my face. (laughs) She's like, I've read that one so many times. Let me read it again and not read it. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to be the most unhelpful for you. You're a real friend. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I only had one and it's already come up and it was Aaron's suggestion from a long time Mm. ago. And that's Peter Mayles. Oh yeah, a year in Provence. I still a have not finished it, and I hate that mm. I have not finished it yet. It was my lunch book, and then something happened. Maybe no, that was pre-pandemic. I don't remember. I stopped eating lunch. Oh, winter! Winter happened. I stopped eating <laughs> winter. Outside. I would bring the book outside with me and read, and then okay. it got cold, and then uh-huh. I stopped doing that, and then I just haven't picked it back up. I'm like in May or something, mm. halfway through it. So that's You're almost mm. done. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm halfway through. <laughs> that's halfway done. <laughs> I don't know if there's a whole lot we would actually talk about that's book clubby, but it's so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I just need to finish it. <sighs> okay. I'm going to throw one Ooh. out there. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know. I've kind of wanted to get into James Harriet. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh huh. He has a series of memoirs. He's a veterinarian. Oh, yes. series of memoirs. All things bright and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh. All creatures great and small is the first one. I want to do all things bright and beautiful. I'm just throw that out there. Huh. Wait, maybe not this time. I think you mean all creatures great and small, which is the first one. I the second was, one. I thought it was all things bright and beautiful. Is the first. One. That's how the song goes. But I oh. think his first one might actually. It's be. the first one. Whatever. Okay. 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 Well, I own all these books and I've read them multiple yes! times. <laughs> so I would be all in favor of that. I think the only the only hesitation I would have had at recommending these for book club is that. You know, they, they're like, use some earthy language. Mm. Um, I love that. Which, to be honest, doesn't bother me in print, but does bother me in the audiobook. Mm. Go figure. Yeah. Mm. It's easier to ignore um, it in print. Exactly. You can just skim over it. Yeah. Whereas in the audiobook, it's like, oh, you kiss your mother with that mouth. Whack you over the head. Mm. <laughs> I had no idea. Now you know. Now I know. Full disclosure. Now I want to do Well, I mean, it's. 
three oh, bachelor God. vets living alone mm. together and playing pranks on each other. I mean, there's <gasps> okay. Now I have to read them. It doesn't. It, all the books. It just completely defeats the purpose. So yeah. I just let me throw but, it out there, but throw yeah. it in the no pile for now. I mean, we'll revisit it, Rachel. We. Try I would to- love to. I would love to. Excellent books for yeah. us every time. So yeah. we trust your process. We're throwing things out there, but you're the one that guides us through this. Yes. And you guys yeah. have excellent taste in books because any one of those that you mentioned, I want to read. And now I'm thrown into um, spasms of self doubt about. That's right. Because now I want to start another new book. Um, (laughs) I think we should pick from the maybe pile just for your sake. Okay. To help out friends. Anyone listening out there, any of these choices, Mm. highly, highly worth checking out. Mm. Definitely. Okay. So the maybe pile on my end, then we've got four choices Silas Marner by George Eliot. Not the other way around. We've got Gilead by Marilyn Robinson. We've got Pilgrim at Tinker Creek by Annie Dillard. I do have Gilead. And we've got The Cost of Discipleship by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I'm going to... All right. I know what I'm voting for. Should we all say at once what we want to do? Yes. And then we'll just... I love chaos. I love chaotic energy. This whole episode has been chaos. I love it. I love that for us. All right, so on the count of three, let's say the one we want to do. Okay. And then majority rules. Hopefully there's not a three-way tie Mm. or no, a three-way not tie. A three-way tie would be very good. That would be excellent. Three-way stalemate. Let's avoid that. Isn't that like a Mexican standoff? What? Where none of us agree. three different answers. I think it is. Oh. I'm pretty I, sure that's all right. Let's do this <laughs> on the count of three. I'm not racist. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. One, hmm. one, two, three. Pilgrim yeah. at Tinker Creek. We had two Gilead. Okay. Oh! It's on. And I have <laughs> all right. Gilead, it is. It's it sounds- sent it to me. <laughs> Did she really? Yes, that's the one she gave <laughs> me. Funny. I knew I had heard of it. <laughs> Didn't that's know what hilarious. it was about. It's just been sitting on mm. my kitchen couch. Oh, that's that true. I, she sent me. So you have a copy of Gilead? Yes, I do. From Katie Sherman? Yes. When she came oh. here, it was all milk glass and books. That's the book she gave mm. me. So funny. Okay. Well, it's a sign. We have to do this one. It's a sign. <laughs> we read. And really, you guys, it was way more interesting than the back cover copy makes it sound like. I believe yeah. you. The reviews yes. online look really good. So I'm excited. All right. Listeners out there. After a long and convoluted process, we have our next Lutheran Ladies Book Club pick. You have until early December, maybe late November, just to be safe. Let's say by Thanksgiving, try to source yourself a copy of Marilyn Robinson's Pulitzer Prize winning novel, Gilead. She has the moxie, let's say, to write a novel from the perspective of an aging pastor, so if you know any aging pastors in your life, you can see Skill. how how uh, accurate she is on the voice and understand what it's like to grow old in a country parish. At least I think that's where we're going with this. I'm only 40 pages in. Mm. So we'll see if I can get further before December. <laughs> and thank you in advance for coming with me on this journey because I think it'll be a good one. That Very will. good. That will. And it is available on audiobook if what i'm seeing oh, yes. is the right thing on audible and on hoopla at least it's on my hoopla so you mm. can get it non-audible if you're not there and of course in print so 
super duper looking forward to this. And if you haven't participated in book club yet and you aren't scared away by the absolute chaos of this episode, you Mm. should totally join us in our Facebook group. This will be an event in, oh, I don't know, several weeks. uh, Rachel will create an event in there and you just have to RSVP that you're going to that Facebook event. And then all of the discussion happens asynchronously (laughs) in that event, which means Rachel posts the questions and we all show up and answer whenever we want to. And it's great. And Sarah posted some of her answers today. I did. Book club was already over. So it's you true. don't even have to, like, you don't even have to. I'm going to go more of a guideline <laughs> than a rule. Exactly. It's very loose. You don't have to. It's not formal. No. Join in. I'm a busy mom. I don't have time to, like, sit online. Listen, mm-hmm. I had a thought I just about former pop book in and out, and so should you. And I went in and up. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, that would be like if I did, because I could. Uh, Every once in a while, comments show up from mm, posts from like a year Wexler. and a half ago. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, it's... <laughs> Keep headbutting this microphone <laughs> with my giant glasses. Okay, you guys, I just found out something that is making me second guess myself, but it shouldn't really because for Uh-oh. some people, this will be a huge appeal. Gilead, Gilead was an Oprah's book club pick. <laughs> so for the first time, the Lutheran Ladies Book Club and Oprah's yeah. Book Club agree uh-huh. on a title. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. Mark this one down in the calendars. So this one, it's going it to cross. be good. Yeah, exactly. It's going to cross a some lot multiverse of nonsense. Uh-huh. So, All right. Ooh. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Okay, join us. I'm going to, I'm just going to, we're going to close this out now Do it. before it gets more chaotic. It. Go, go, go. Sorry. <laughs> join us in our Facebook group for all of our posts, including the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Book Club, which you can still go back and comment on Bright Valley of Love if you listen to this and then read it and then want to go comment please do so we would love to have more comments in that book club it's under the events tab past events you can find it right there or just like ask an admin and we'll show you where it is join us in our Facebook group you can also follow us on Instagram at Lutheran Ladies Lounge you can find content there links to our episodes all of those things if you're on Instagram If you aren't on social media at all and you'd like to get Lutheran Ladies Lounge in your inbox, you can sign up for our monthly e-newsletter. You can find out how to do that in the show notes for this episode, or you can send an email to lutheranladies at kfuo.org, and we will get you signed up for that e-newsletter. You can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge, or on the KFUO radio app, or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm going to go catch a coot. (laughs) (laughs) And I am Frau Julia's current bunt cake. (laughs) (laughs) With currants, she grew herself. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us, too. If you love the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast, consider financially supporting our producer, KFUO Radio, so we can keep doing what we do. Find out how at kfuo.org slash give.